This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. So, first up this hour, complaints from the residents of Tamantitiwangsa about illegal stalls and vendors in the area. So, this um, has been shared a fair amount on social media and on WhatsApp groups and all as well. Uh, basically... Recently, DBKL conducted an operation named Tindakan Has Activity Perniagaan at Tamanta Titiwangsa. And this followed complaints related to business activities, uh, including the sale of food, drinks, food trucks, um, stalls selling toys, uh, as well as, you know, all sorts of those uh, little businesses that go on uh, bicycles or other wheeled vehicles. And the fact that these are in fact illegal and because they're being set, set up in residential areas, they're causing problems like blocking roads, um, residents not being able to drive in and out, problems around rubbish and littering. And following this inspection, DBKL actually confiscated and moved these uh, goods and stalls elsewhere when the owners couldn't show their licenses or permits. But the area has reportedly transformed into a really bustling night market um, and residents are complaining that parking spaces are being occupied by traders that are comp- competing for business, primarily because of the proximity of this area to the Titiwangsa Park and Lake. Yeah, so the, I think it's very important to kind of understand where this is in the city. Uh, if you've ever been to Istana Budaya, it's in that um, mm. area. If you've ever been to Ramli Ibrahim's Sutra House, it's also in that area. It's a leafy part of Kuala Lumpur and it's also uh, a place where people like to go to walk and and you know, bring their children. And yeah, so, Taman Tasitiwangsa is actually a really popular area for most KL residents. Right, so so the, the fact that it's been become um, an area that attracts not just uh, people who want to go out and enjoy themselves, but also all the people who provide the other kind of uh, services that come along with recreational areas, right? And then, uh, and the fact that a lot of these businesses are now mobile and can move and, and so on and so forth has created the kind of perfect storm. It's unfortunate for the residents because they are at, um, they are located in, located in some sense in a very beautiful area, right? Because you would be right next to a beautiful lake. Unfortunately, it's a lake that is shared with uh, a lot of other people. Yeah, so the point here, of course, is that even DBKL has said that only businesses with valid licenses or permits are actually allowed to operate in this area. Um, But even from their operation earlier, it turns out not not everyone here has the permit to be selling things. And if you look at the pictures that the residents have been sharing on social media, I can understand why there's this frustration. There are cars parked willy-nilly. There are bags and bags of garbage being piled on the sidewalks. Um, And so essentially, that's where we're at. Um, There are complaints about a lack of enforcement, questions about why, if if DBKL knows these uh, these businesses are illegal, why are they being allowed to continue operating? So we will be hearing very shortly from Life Life Faisal, who is a resident representative at Tamantase Titiwangsa. But we do want to hear from you as well. If you're a resident of Tamantase Titiwangsa, tell us how you feel about this. But also in general, does your Taman have similar issues? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, tweet us at BFM Radio, uh, or WhatsApp us at zero one eight. Seven eight nine double eight double nine. Uh, we'll continue the conversation after this, so keep it here. BFM eighty nine point nine. Begin fun moments. BFM 
89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.13. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And we're talking about complaints from the residents of Taman Tasik Titiwangsa about um, a proliferation of largely unlicensed stalls and vendors in the area. And they're saying that it's blocking roads, it's causing congestion and uh, essentially garbage and so on. We want to hear from you. If you are a resident of Taman Tasik Titiwangsa, um, let us know how you feel. But also in general, does your Taman have similar issues? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, joining us on the line is Laif Fizal, who is a resident representative from Taman Tasik Titiwangsa. Life, thank you for speaking with us today. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. So firstly, talk to us about these illegal stalls. How long have they been operating and what are your specific complaints about them? Oh, okay. Um, wow. Okay, perhaps uh, I could provide a bit of background. Um, Taman Tasik Titiwangsa used to be a quiet, if slightly run-down park, which very few people cared about. Okay. In 2019, it was upgraded to what you see now with new walkways and landscape gardens, the good stuff. Um, so this new Taman Tasik Titiwangsa, if I could describe it as that, proved to be a, a huge hit with, with folks in KL. The unintended consequence of its popularity is the invasion of illegal traders and vendors, some of whom operate on the streets and sidewalks, uh, while others have encroached upon parcels of land to build more permanent structures. Uh, I would say this started in 2019, 2020, uh, after the redevelopment of the, of the, of, of the park itself. Um, the complaints, well, that's pretty simple. Um, the, the roads surrounding the Taman now look and feel like a pasamalam instead of a residential street that it once was. Um, we, we see the, the illegally built commercial premises dump their waste in drains. We see business owners and patrons not being very civic-minded about how and where they dispose of their garbage. Um, and that it, it, it's made um, what was a nice, quiet neighbourhood to sometimes look and feel like almost a uh, pasamalam. Yeah, so that, 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 those are just the gist of our complaints uh, against these illegal food stalls and, and illegal structures that we've seen uh, encroach upon uh, the roads surrounding Taman Tasik Titiwangsa. Lev, could you uh, um, help us understand if, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what other kind of problems, is this just something that happens on the weekend? Uh, are the, is the congestion sort of intermittent or is it a kind of just everyday thing for you? It's, it's, uh, it's an everyday thing. Um, the congestion starts, well, starts about now and ends way past midnight. And it gets even more so during the weekends and uh, public holidays. Um, to the point where the road surrounding the Tasi itself is impossible to us as residents. So getting home at times can take us uh, on a long detour. And if you are unfortunate enough to be stuck in that traffic, it will take you about an hour to get to the two kilometers you need to drive across. Uh, it's It's... It's not something I wish upon anyone, so don't come to Tasik Titiwangsa uh, evenings and weekend nights. 
that's quite unfortunate because actually it is a nice area to come um, and, you know, just have an evening walk. Um So I'm curious, right, because DBKL has said that they conducted inspections, they've confiscated uh, the um, the items and the vendors that aren't um, that aren't legal. But based on complaints from residents, this hasn't really worked because the stalls have come back. What do you think is happening? Um, and has there been any follow up on this? I, I think maybe a bit of background as well uh, would help here. Um, the Residents Association has, I think, for the last decade or more been raising complaints about how residential units are being used as commercial premises uh, near the lake. Nothing has been done by the local authority. Uh, and more, more recently, uh, the residents have raised complaints about these newer illegal food vendors and commercial operators. Um, again, you should see the circus around the lake most nights with food vendors, electric scooters for rent, There's even something which I can describe as a choo-choo train that operates on the public roads surrounding the lake uh, for paying patrons. Uh, again, nothing permanent was done by the local authority. Um, we voiced, we meaning the residents, voiced our frustration to our MP, YB Nick Nazmi. You know, he was kind enough to meet with us, meet the residents, to hear our concerns And he had a neighborhood walkabout to see for the situation himself, for himself. Uh, that was early 2023. Uh, and they were DBKL representatives during that, that walkabout. Um, at that point, they suggested that enforcement action will be taken uh, against the illegal vendors and illegal structures. Um, nothing was done. Uh, later in 2023, Uh, YB Nick Nazbi, uh, again, thank you for his efforts, held a meeting with uh, residents, representatives, and also DBKL, who said that enforcement action will be taken by mid-October against the illegal premises that were erected around the lake. Again, unfortunately, nothing was done. Um, again, while, while we thank our MP for his effort, it seems that DBKL is unable or perhaps unwilling to enforce their rules as it relates to the licensing of street vendors and traders uh, against illegally built premises and land encroachment. Um, yeah, can yeah, I perhaps, just, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but can, can we get back to the question of the redesign, re, the upliftment of this recreational area? It seems to be the source of the problem. Do you think that mm -hmm. uh, they didn't design it with the success that they now see, meaning they didn't include enough parking, they didn't have uh, places for businesses? Is that part of the problem? The, you could never, I, th I think in, in my view, you could never have enough parking around the lake unless you build a 20-story, multi-story parking uh, site. Um, the, the problem is the illegal vendors are taking up almost all of the provided parking spots uh, surrounding the, the lake itself. So while, while the lake itself is, is, is beautiful, it's, it's done to a very high standard, the, again, the unintended consequence are... The, again, it's the invasion of these uh, illegal vendors and land encroachment surrounding it, unfortunately. unfortunately. 
Life. So, so based on mm-hmm. some of the comments on social media, um, mm-hmm. people are saying that one of the main reasons the stalls are unwilling to leave is that uh, locals, the residents in the area, are buying the products, which shows a sort of support towards these illegal businesses. Do you think this could be part of the problem? And should perhaps there be action taken to dissuade residents from visiting these stalls? I, I don't think the patronage of the residents is driving um, the illegal businesses around the lake. Uh, as much as I like um, to see uh, the riot able to, to, to earn a living for themselves, but seeing the, the, how it affects the, the well-being of the residents here, um, me, my family and our neighbourhoods are not customers or patrons of these businesses. No. Can I ask you about um, mm-hmm. property values and essentially whether this uh, the transformation of uh, your neighbourhood, and I understand a fairly affluent neighbourhood, maybe well mm-hmm. old and settled neighbourhood, uh, into a kind of pasamalam, is uh, either creating a negative impression about the area or and impacting property values? Well, to, to be honest, property values isn't something that most of us are concerned about. As, as you correctly said, it's an old neighbourhood. We are here because we've been living here for many, many years and would like to continue to do so. Um, so which is where our complaints and concerns are, again, not so much as the effect of property value, but the livability of the neighbourhood, as it were, if I could describe it as that. To your point about the negative impression, that that is real. Uh, on some nights, again, the streets outside the Taman does look and sound like an illegal pasamalam, and the side of the rubbish left behind uh, by the patron adds to the negative impression. Yeah, so it's it's heartbreaking to see, uh, you know, pampers, discarded cups, uh, and food waste on the sidewalks of what used to be a, a very pretty, very quiet neighborhood. So some of the suggestions uh, from residents has included, for instance, placing a DBKL officer in the area or for there to be raids being conducted. Have mm-hmm. you engaged with DBKL? Have you heard back from them about the possibility of implementing something like this or, or other solutions they might have? I think we, we, we had a raid last week that had the effect of uh, cleaning up the street for, I would say, 12 hours um, because it was business as usual again the next day. Um, so seeing how ineffective the raid was, I doubt multiple raids alone would be a solution. Um, I, I don't have details, but I hear that the penalty imposed upon the illegal vendors is is not a deterrent. So for raids to have some some more permanent effect, Maybe we should be, maybe they should be done more frequently, and the penalty more painful for those who choose to flout the local authorities' rules and regulations. Uh, otherwise, it's it's just a waste of time and resources, to be honest. 
It seems to me that there may be two sources of problem. One is the v- illegal vendors, as we've been talking mm-hmm. about, but also maybe yeah. the general public. I, I'm, I'm assuming the pampers comes from uh, maybe just a parent uh, with a particular problem, well, a child with a particular problem, really. Um, yeah. But it, m- the question really to you is, is there any value in engaging for the residence committee, uh, community to engage with the illegal vendors? We, we we thought about that. We considered it. Um, there are legal vendors and illegal vendors. We feel we've engaged with the legal vendors and we feel sorry for their plight. Uh, they are the ones who went through the process to, got, to get themselves licensed uh, and yet they are almost penalized for, for doing so because they are allocated um, commercial lots uh, in less prime locations, if I could describe it as that. So I, I don't think there is, it, it's, I don't think it's fair to engage in the illegal vendors because they choose to flout the rules anyway. So I think more muscular enforcement is probably what I would like to see by the authorities. Life, uh, we have a couple yeah. of minutes left. What would you like to leave okay. us with? Can um, uh, just some, no, I don't know my, my thoughts on this on this matter. I, I know more recently these kind of dialogues tend to become about perhaps a certain demographic against another, or certain segments of society against another. I would like to stress that it's not that. Uh, what we'd like to see is just um, enforcement of rules and regulations uh, without. Um, selectively prosecuting anybody um, and 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 again that, that's all we're asking for um, n- not much really just enforce your rules and your regulations uh, and perhaps something which our new uh, FT minister YB Dr. Zaliha could look into and we anticipate some action from our, from them Life, thanks for speaking with us today Fantastic. Thank you again. Thank you very much, guys. That was Life Fizal, a resident representative at Taman Tasik Titiwangsa, speaking to us about um, concerns and complaints that they've uh, had for a while now around the uh, illegal stores and stalls and vendors that have sprung up around Taman Tasik Titiwangsa, causing you know, things like uh, blocking roads and parking um, and excessive garbage. Um, and so we've been asking you for your thoughts. Do weigh in. If you're a resident of Taman Tasik Titiwangsa, uh, please share how how you feel, what your experiences have been. But also in general, does your taman have similar issues? You can call 7733 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It's 5.37. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And we're talking about, uh, well, Tamantasit Titiwangsa in particular, but uh, also the larger problem of illegal vendors and stalls around housing areas. So in this particular case, uh, this story has sort of gone viral with pictures of illegal vendors and stores, stalls around Tamantasit Titiwangsa, which residents in the area are saying, um, you know, is blocking access roads to their houses, taking up parking spots are causing problems with littering and garbage. Um, And the key thing being, 
DBKL has actually conducted uh, a couple of raids and, and visits. Uh, they have identified which stalls are illegal, but they just seem to come back. So we've been asking you, if you're a resident of Taman Tase Titiwangsa, uh, tell us how you feel. But also in general, does your Taman have similar issues? You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start with a voice note. This is from... Nina. I am the resident of Taman Tase Titiwangsa. We have been living here for the past 15 years. This whole grey and uh, unlicensed uh, stalls were entertained during COVID and we truly understand because everybody lost their jobs. But today DBKL, the authorities has to awaken, has to be alert that this is causing too much of trouble to us who is living here. We are now facing major crises, like for example, the lakes, the walking path, everything is full of grass where we, everybody is sitting on it and eating. We can't even walk and do exercise. Number two, the main road, Jalan Kwantan, full of grass, all illegal stalls. We can't even drive in smoothly. Both sides are having stalls. They are having motorbikes, cars, two-wheelers, where they drive with, uh, recklessly and we have to be so careful behind them, otherwise there will be another issue uh, of probably misunderstanding, fights, whatever said. Number three, can we just imagine if there is an emergency and here in Tamantasi Titiwangsa, they are all older residents. If there is an emergency, how long does an ambulance take to come to us? I have a mom who is 80 years old at my house and this is really depressing. Last week, I had two cars parked in front of my lorong and they just parked to go and have their food. There are many more that I could add on, but having the restriction of time, this will be the main thing. And lastly, but not to forget, there's a restaurant where it's in on an illegal land. TNB substation is there and they are running the restaurant with loud music till midnight. Uh, Nina did follow up with uh, a message saying these are DBKL's rules, but they are not enforcing it. So who else will the residents turn to? Um, and I mean, to be honest, all of that sounds extremely vexing. Yeah. So, you know, in uh, the interview we did before uh, with one of the residents, uh, he did explain some of the background, including the, in some sense, the unintended consequence of the success of uh, this space having been refurbished. We do have a caller on the line. Good evening, Juan. What are your thoughts? Hi. Uh, okay. I'm. I'm just. I'm one of the residents. I believe not just me and all the residents here in Titwans are very frustrated. Frustrated with the authority because we have complained so many times and yet there's no action that has been taken until recently when it goes viral. How can you wait until the, the things goes viral? Then you want to take action, and yet the action has taken. But yet, you know, these uh, illegal vendors they're still popping up again, again and again and again every day. You see, it's very frustrating. So one can, one can, hope, sorry, one. Can I yeah. ask you if you think that um, that DBKL is like you know uh, uh, implicitly sympathetic to the vendors? As you know, I understand the residents were during the COVID era. That now there's this feeling that they don't want to be too harsh with the vendors. Is that why they're not putting their foot down? I don't know. Maybe, but yet again, these vendors should should 
I mean, apply a proper. They they should have a proper license, proper permit. If if, if they are sympathised with them, they, I mean, rules are rules. You see, they, I mean, and yet you know they allow them. I mean, I don't know whether they allow what, but but you see, these vendors have taken all the all the parking space. Where I'm I'm very pity for the for the for the visitors when they bring their family, their children to the park, and yet they couldn't find a parking space. One, uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you for calling. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. I think that's actually a really interesting point, right? That this sort of activity doesn't just hinder the residents, which uh, Nina earlier also talked about, but it also actively uh, takes away from the enjoyment of people who might want to come and enjoy the park, essentially. Yeah, so, you know, when we did ask the question about uh, the design of this park when it was refurbished, uh, you know, the question is, you know, we've become such a car-centric society that in some ways you can't satisfy parking uh, for everybody, right? Because it's just the demand. But what's interesting to note is, I, I, if I understand correctly, a commuter station or an LRT has, station is opened up. So people can, in fact, go to the park without necessarily Having to drive, drive there. Park. right? Yeah. So that will solve one problem. It doesn't solve the vendor problem, but it certainly does solve the parking issue. We have another caller. Good evening, Inder. What are your thoughts? Hello. Good evening, BFM. Uh, so I've been living around this place for the past uh, seven years. Uh, these street vendors that are operating illegally is occupying um, parking lots. Yeah, parking spaces are reserved for cars. Now um, they create a lot of um, garbage bags around the lake. Yeah, where they const constantly use plastics. Yeah. And it's extremely unpleasant, yeah, for us like residents, yeah. I make it a point to go for a jog on the weekends, at least on Saturday and Sunday in the morning. Oh, it's a terrible fight. Uh, the lake, uh, surrounding the lake, it smells. It smells really bad. Uh, plastic being thrown everywhere, cigarette boxes, McDonald's uh, or, you know, KFC um, around the lake. They're not even disposed in proper places, yeah. And uh, and then in the night, you have the illegal operators of uh, electric bicycles and scooters around the lake while they are operating on the road. Yeah, this is a real uh, concern for residents because uh, the safety and security uh, is paramount to the residents, right? It's really important. Huh? And this is something that uh, we have to navigate through on a daily basis. Huh? So it's very, very difficult. And it's been going on for a long time. Uh, we have engaged... DBKL, I'm pretty sure you have heard that from the uh, from uh, your previous caller as well. Uh, one of the most interesting things that once I engaged DBKL, DBKL said that they went to the lake, but they couldn't find any of the street vendors. Now, either I'm truly blind or there was something wrong with that. Yeah. Inder, I have just a quick question. Um, I think you know a lot of a lot of people living in housing areas wouldn't say no to having interesting, fun stalls and shops near where they live. A park with a sort of buzzing atmosphere is also nice to have. I'm wondering whether there is a balance to be struck. Um, is there a certain level of activity and enjoyment that you, as a resident, would be okay with? And and what that what would that look like for you? Yeah, I think certainly uh, you need to have some excitement uh, around the lake, around the park, yeah. And actually DBKL has allocated yeah, uh, uh, location, which is at the back of the lake, uh, for such premises, uh, street vendors, uh, the bicycle operators, and also the electric scooter operators. 
However, uh, these illegal vendors are operating on the other side of the lake, the more prominent uh, side of the lake, which is Jalan Kuantan. And that's the main uh, uh, road connecting the residents of Titiwangsa. Now, that's where the concern lies, right? We don't have a concern with the legal operators who are already providing that service at the back of the lake. DPKL need to step up their enforcement and ensure that, you know, at least from a business perspective, those people who are illegally conducting the business, we continuously support them, yeah, because they need to chari makan as well. Thank you, Inda, for calling. Um, do keep sending your thoughts through. We will be back and uh, to continue the conversation after a quick break. If you're a resident of Taman Titiwangsa, tell us how you feel. Uh, does your Taman have similar issues? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here. BFM 89.9. Burning for more. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 5.48. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And we're talking about illegal stalls and vendors around Taman Titiwangsa, which the residents have been complaining about. Taman Tasik Titiwangsa. And uh, we want to hear from you. If you're a resident or if your housing area has similar issues, send your thoughts through. You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. So we have um, a number of messages. I mean, we have many messages coming in from residents of Taman Tasik Titiwangsa. But we also have people from other housing areas pointing out similar challenges. Let's start with this voice note from Roberto. Yes, I remember in uh, Desa Srikhar Thomas, uh, there are some stalls here and there. And also, uh, I remember that during the pandemic, um, BBKL allowed these stalls to uh, install to have business in a way to uh, help those in need uh, that were badly hit by the businesses coming down due to the lockdown without permits. Without permits, and then suddenly after the pandemic gone and uh, everything went back to business as usual, these uh, stall operators they continue coming illegally. And some of them even install infrastructures like, you know, uh, tubular uh, tents and everything, like if they were really uh, fixed or permanent businesses, when in reality, they never applied for license. They took advantage of DBKL's kind heart to allow them to keep running without license to survive. But then it's now everywhere. Roberto, thank you for that. Um, actually, your your um, point about the pandemic and how um, it was something that basically after that there were struggles and perhaps there was a period at which we were less stringent about these sorts of things. But at what point does it become a public nuisance? I think that's a that's a really interesting thing to talk, talk about. Yeah, so I think the compassion, nobody would argue against it. I haven't heard anybody so far argue against the compassion. The question is whether while there is no lockdown, whether people have had jobs and whether this is symptomatic of what's happened in the in the work, in the labor market, right, in the workplace. People lost their jobs. They might not have gotten jobs back. And this is a way of surviving in the city, uh, licensing being, uh, you know, an added cost to them. So if, say, for instance, if DBKL, 
reduce the bureaucracy, even reduce the cost of licensing as a way of just encouraging everybody to be uh, on the books, right, and 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 licensed. Uh, would that change the thing, or you know, or is it just become part of the culture? Some people suspect it's just become everybody kind of gaming the system or taking advantage of it. I mean, I think actually there are many things that could be done um, that would make licensing easier, uh, to your point. There are other areas, residents from other areas bringing up issues as well. Uh, Kunbun saying rampant illegal illegal traders operating at Lucky Garden Bangsa, time to do spring cleaning by DBKL. DMA says the Talawi area in Bangsa is no different. Five-foot ways and road shoulders don't belong to pedestrians anymore. Traders and businesses, their rule, it's been like this for ages. The authorities can't be so ignorant. I'm sure there are many more places experiencing these sorts of situations. It's the will to act. That's it. Um, so that was from people who are commiserating in many ways with the residents of Tamanta Titiwangsa. But we are still getting plenty of uh, messages from people who live there. Uh, let's start with a voice note uh, from an anonymous listener. Yeah, hi, I'm a resident of uh, Titiwangsa. I've been here, living here for more than 10 years. And then for the past two years, there's been a lot of illegal activities along Jalan Kuantan. Jalan Kuantan is our main incoming road. And on that road, there's been a lot of uh, illegal activities, a lot of stalls and whatnot and restaurant and all kind of things which used to uh, jam up the road and all that. So we have already done enough complaints. We have already gone after DBKL and all. Nothing much has been done. So please look into it. I hope that there will be a relief for us, for uh, uh, people who live in high-end uh, area like Tamanta City Tiwangsa. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I mean, I think this is this is actually, it sounds to me like these are long-standing complaints um, and complaints that have been raised multiple times. So I'm also curious about why it seems that more hasn't been done, to be honest. Yeah, so is there a legal remedy? <laughs> I was thinking about this, right? Well, so you've done the complaints, you've gone through the complaints process, they've done raids or they've monitored and they say, and they come back and the situation doesn't change. Can you actually file a case against DPKL for an inaction? Because after all, you're a rate payer, right? You pay them for a service. And if they don't provide that service, including enforcement, are they legally liable? Well, to go back to Inder's uh, call earlier, who said, um, you know, what DBKL has said to, to them, at least, is that uh, when they went to do the raids, they couldn't find the illegal vendors. Except that you can, okay, so there's gas, is this gaslighting? Is this what you call gaslighting? But the point is, you could take, take photographs. I mean, yes, I can and go, photographs which are circulating on social media right, right now. So you could put together a dossier with all the evidence of what happens. And what can DBKL do? Can it say, oh, we went and didn't see things? So I wanted to actually read a WhatsApp up to just say that this isn't just a residence issue, right? So we have an anonymous listener who says, I used to frequent Titiwangsa Park in the morning on weekends, but after a few times of unpleasant experiences with overflowing rubbish from food waste... I I stopped visiting. It's also a hassle when you want to park your vehicle, but the parking lot is occupied by food vendors who reserve the spots to open later at night. It also defeats the purpose of Titiwangsa being a recreational park. It's for people to exercise and not to eat. I wish we could have our Titiwangsa be like Huan Kim Lake in Hanoi. And actually, this resonated with me a lot because I'm a I'm a KL resident. I don't live very far, or rather, I grew up not very far from Titiwangsa, and it was always a uh, 
quite a lovely place to go to. I mean, Lake Gardens is always a little bit further away. Um, it was nice to be able to go and walk around. And it makes me sad that a park and a lake that is right smack in the middle of our city is becoming what sounds like rather unpleasant to visit, whether for locals or for tourists. Yeah, so the one thing I would disagree with, of course, is the idea that eating is not, in fact, a form of exercise. I think for many <laughs> Malaysians it is. So I'm actually happy for there to be food stalls if they're if they clean and regulated well and, uh, and legal. In, indeed. I mean, the, the, again, it's a, the weird situation of... Of success. I mean, the you know, it was a sleepy lake that nobody really visited except for the residents when it was in disrepair. And once it was refurbished, uh, it unfortunately became popular. So the question is whether they can find solutions, like, for instance, encourage people to take the train to that area, park in a different spot, right? Uh, spo- uh, park around some of the um, available parking that there's in the train system and then kind of train it in. And then, you know, that will relieve one problem. And then, of course, the vendor issue is a different one. The illegal restaurant is a different one. All these things, I think, go back to DBKL and its lack of enforcement. We have more voice notes that have come in. Uh, This is from an anonymous listener. Saya sebagai penduduk Jalan Kuantan, Taman Tasik di Tiwangsa ni dipenghuni sepenuhnya oleh gerai-gerai dan restoran-restoran haram di sepanjang jalan. Amatlah mengejutkan yang kami masih perlu menulis surat kepada DBKL tentang perkara ini sehingga kini. Malah YB Tuan Nik Azmi bin Nik Ahmad juga turut terlibat dan telah membuat kenyataan akhbar dan juga melawati kawasan Titiwangsa. Manakala penduduk Persatuan juga telah banyak kali menghantar surat membuat aduan yang sama. Malangnya, keadaan masih sama walaupun banyak aduan telah dibuat oleh ramai pihak. Just quickly, so that uh, that listener was talking about um, as a resident of Jalan Kuantan uh, that there are many illegal stalls along that road and despite writing letters to the DBKL um, and uh, apparently to also the uh, to Nick Nazmi, uh, they haven't really seen anything and uh, nothing has changed, which, which I can imagine is deeply frustrating if you live in that area. Uh, to go back to, I think, Nina earlier who said, well, if we've made the relevant complaints and we've reached out to the relevant people, they are not doing anything, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, indeed, right? So this is the impasse. This is the point in which you're saying, what are the remedies available for communities? Because if you've done everything you can and it's still not changing the situation on the ground... I think it might be called a radio station. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we might not be the remedy, but we certainly, uh, to the extent that we can reach out and the people, relevant authorities are listening, they must know that this does not look good on them, right? This is a, a failure of governance. We have one more voice note. This is from Rahim. Oh, this is interesting. I mean, Majlis Pembandaran, right? I mean, it's like uh, they are very out of touch, very far from the people, right? So i just give you an example. Um, I was working in PJ, right? So when I saw some maybe rope work, uh, I mean, some holes on the road or stuff, right? I tried to... I mean, what's the best is the social media, right? But they don't have it. They, they're out of touch. So everything need to call and let them know, right? So the best thing is like connect to the people. I mean, come on, Majlis Pemandaran, have, have yourself a media social where everyone um, easily uh, convert their message of frustration. Take action. I mean, if it's too much people uh, putting in uh, chairs and table on the parking, do something. I mean, allocate a place, 
so that people can park freely. I mean, it's all started with what you should do. Is is really responsibility of the Majlis Pemandaran. And if they keep in touch with the people, they will know what they need to do rather than just sitting at their office. Rahim, I think that's actually a really good note to end the show on. Um, engage better with your constituents um, and do something, really. Uh, anyway, that's all the time we have for this conversation. If you're a resident of Taman Titiwangsa, tell us how you feel. Uh, does your Taman have similar issues? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.